Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. 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 Thank you
today because he first loved us. We know we are in a spiritual battle. I hope you know today. We are battling Lord God for the souls of men and we are battling for our healing. We want to be healed. We want to be delivered. We want to be set free. We want to be the representatives of Jesus Christ today in 2023 and it is our prayer that God will show up and show out in for his glory, not our glory, but for his glory. We praise him and we bless him today. Hallelujah. God has been good to us this day. God has been good to us all week. God has been good to us all year, all the days of our lives. God is a faithful God. His wonders to perform. And what he did last year, he's able to do it again if that's what he wants. But God may be doing a new thing in us and we want to be ready. Amen. We want to be ready to walk out in faith, step out in faith, and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. We do have an order of worship today. Hallelujah. And do you want me to go ahead and read? Just let, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. As we, we won't leave his presence. Amen. We never leave his presence. We never leave his presence. God is good. And we invoke the spirit of worship today. Hallelujah. Because if we were created to worship him, we were created to do wondrous things through the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of his spirit. We want to greet you today in the presence of the Lord. For those who are in the house, amen. For those who will be joining us, it is an honor to serve the Lord today. It is an honor. It is a privilege. You know, if, have your way, Lord. If Joe Biden summoned us to the White House today, would not we go? Would not we prepare? Well, we have been called before the great I am today, and we come to worship him, to praise him, and to adore him. We, again, welcome you in the presence of the Lord. We come together, a body of believers, worshiping him in what spirit and in truth. We didn't come for no show. Because I don't know about you, I need the Lord in my life. Hallelujah. I want the Lord in my life. God blessed me with seven souls. Those seven souls need to know the Lord today. For those that 
maybe don't know him. So we praise the Lord. We have an agenda, but you know what? We want the spirit of God to have the liberty to lay us out if he wants to, whatever he wants to do. Amen. So for those of you who are joining us out there by the airwaves, God bless you today. My brothers and sisters, God is a wonderful, wonderful father. He's loving. He's kind. We want to praise the Lord for our own sister, Kanisha, for that soul-stirring intercessory prayer. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be praised. Somebody out there today among us, sitting among us, may be a little bit sick in their body. So we invoke the spirit of healing. For you who are joining us by airways, I invoke the spirit of healing in your body, in your mind. Wherever you need the Lord, hey, he will show up. We walk by faith today and not by sight. We love him today because he first loved us. We bless the Lord today. We Our call to worship is make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving, ha, and into his courts with praise. We are thankful unto him, and we bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. He was good enough for Grandma Nam. Hallelujah. He was good enough for my mama. He's good enough for me. And you know what? He's going to be the same. He's the same yesterday, today and forevermore. So we bless the Lord today. We come with thanksgiving and joy in our hearts. I have to say this. Somebody said yesterday, he's, um, he's awesome. He's awesome. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is loving. He's kind. He's merciful. And I don't know about you, but we did not. God didn't just start with us today. God has been blessing us a long time. God has been training us a long time how to praise him, how to invoke the spirit of praise and worship in the atmosphere. So we love him today because of who he is. Hallelujah. We're going to have a song of preparation. And after that, we'll have our devotional reading. Hallelujah. I hope you have your swords with you. You know, in today's society, we don't carry our Bibles much anymore. We pray that the word of God is rooted down in your heart. We pray that the word of God is in us so that when the enemy comes, like Jesus, we can speak the word of God. But if you don't ever study it, you won't have any weapon when the devil shows up. So we pray today that we will begin to hunger and thirst to know the word of God and that we live the word of God. So we will be reading today from Mark chapter 12, verses 38 through 44. We will have our pastoral observations today, praise and worship, where everybody can continue, not start, but continue to worship the Lord. And then we will have God's spoken word. Amen. God bless you today. Our song of preparation. I don't know about you, but my heart's already ready. Hey, to praise him. Hallelujah. Because he's been so good to me. Hallelujah. Thank you. 
to be glorified and honored wherever we are. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord today. If you have your weapons with you today, reading from, hallelujah, the book of St. Mark. And we're going to be reading from chapter 12. This was a part of our Sunday school lesson, hallelujah. There's so much meat in the Sunday school lesson. It's the same as being in school, except you can go at your own pace, hallelujah. So we want to encourage you to continue to stay in the word of God. Mark 12, verses 38 through 44. And the word of God says, and he said unto them in, I'm reading from the King James, and he said unto them, in his doctrine, beware of the scribes which love to go in long clothing and love salutation in the marketplaces, and the chief seats in the synagogue, and the uppermost rooms at feasts, which, which devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. These shall receive greater damnation. And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw two mites, which made a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all that did cast in their abundance, she of her want did cast in all she had, even all her living. May the Lord richly bless the reading and the understanding of his holy word. Amen. God bless you today. We give from our hearts. We give unto the Lord all of what we have. When we obey God, God will bless us. And I just want to say today, just like that widow, if you don't have a, a lot, give God what you have, and I promise you, he will give back to you. Don't be afraid to trust the living God, because Lord, the Lord has brought me from a mighty long way. Hallelujah. I testify of the goodness of God. So today in the presence of the Lord, God bless you. And we go forth now in the service. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. You know what? It, I'm supposed to pray. Hallelujah. What a privilege it is to honor the Lord. Father God, we continue to bless your holy name. Father, I thank you today that in the presence of a holy God, I am frail and weak because when I'm frail and weak, then I'm strong because of you. So, Lord God, I thank you today. We worship you today, Father. We honor you today in this place. Father, we are thanking you as a, a body of believers who have come together to praise you, to honor you, extol you, and lift you high. Lord God, we seek your face. We seek to know your plan and your purpose for our lives, oh God. We know, Lord God, you have given us gifts and talents that we can strengthen the body of Christ. But, Lord, today somebody may not know what it is you want them to do. So, Lord God, we are praying today that you will give them direction, give them instruction, give them the courage to ask, Father. Lord God, you said we have not because we ask not. I love you today, Lord God, because no matter what our mistakes that we have made in this life, you always lovingly give us, Lord God, your best. 
And that's all you want to do, Lord God, is guide us and, and, and lead us with your best. Your best began with Jesus Christ on Calvary, Lord. So we honor him in this place. And then Jesus said to us, Lord God, in your word, I won't leave you alone. I will come to you. So he sent us the comforter. So, Lord God, we thank you for the Holy Spirit today who is teaching us, who is growing us up. Lord God, who is guiding our feet and who is ordering our steps, oh God. Because, Lord God, without him, we would have to figure it out. But, Lord God, you just told us to study to show ourselves approved unto you, Lord God. Then we could become workmen that need not be ashamed, Lord God, and can rightly divide the word of truth. Your word is truth. And that is what we are praying today, Lord God, that your word will be truth in us. That your word will be alive. Come alive in us, Lord God. The word says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Jesus is the word. So come alive in us, Lord Jesus. Come alive in the body of Christ today. Father God, where we have been, I heard the mother say this on the other day. If we've been too high, Lord God, bring us down. If we ain't been high enough, Lord God, bring us up, Lord God. Whatever it is, you know, Lord God, we need to let go of those weights and those things that so easily beset us, Lord God, and trip us up. Lord God, help us to see them as you see them and confess them, Lord God, so that we can run this race with patience. Father God, you are love. You are love on yesterday and you are love today. You're going to always be loved because, Lord God, because that's who you are. And, Lord God, if we don't love, then we don't, we're not, you're not in us. You taught me that. If we don't truly love, then God is not in us. But Jesus, you said, I and my Father are one. And Jesus, you said, I in you to the Father, and you in me and me and them. Ah, so therefore, Lord God, love ought to always be in us because of who you are in us. And so, Lord, where we've fallen short, I pray today that you will forgive us, strengthen us now. And, Lord God, we continue to pray for this body of believers. Lord God, from the pastor, the angel of the house, Lord, we thank you for her, Lord God. We thank you for our deacon, Lord God. Hallelujah. We thank you for our mothers. We thank you, Lord God, for our deaconesses, Lord God. We thank you for the children, Lord God. We may not have but two with us today, but, Lord God, we thank you for those two. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, because they have an opportunity to worship with us today. And, Lord God, be glorified in this place. Be glorified in the body of Christ so that when we leave this building, Lord God, we can still be on fire for Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we want you to be our strength, our shield, our confidence, and help us to realize, Lord God, that we must decrease, that you may increase in us, because the world needs to see Jesus today. And Lord God, it is not the building they're going to look at. They're going to look at us. So Lord God, whatever you want to do in us, whatever you want to do, we're going to trust you, Lord God, because Lord God, your best is always going to be more than what we would have asked of or even thought of. So, Lord God, honor yourself today in the body of believers all around the globe, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for all that stand before your people and break the bread of life. May they be strengthened. May they be renewed and refreshed, oh God, because of who you are. Now, Lord God, bless us today as we, Lord God, go forth in this service as we continue to bless the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, we ask it all, and we say amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah
Come on and clap those hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, let the redeemed of the Lord say so in this place. Truly God is good and he is worthy of all of our praise. Thank God for what we have experienced thus far. I don't know about you, but my soul feels right well on this morning or this afternoon. And so it's just wonderful to be in the presence of God with like-minded people, those who came for no other reason but to lift up, to exalt, and to magnify the God of our salvation. Thank God for our intercessory prayer, Sister Kamisha and Elder Miniweather, bringing us to this point, this place in our worship. We are still trying to fine-tune everything so that it's uh, a perfect, y'all, is that all right? Just trying to fine-tune it to make sure that it, it flows right. I'm just I'm just a stickler for things being done decently and in order. So I tweaked it a little bit, but not much. Um, I want to just remind us that we are still fasting and praying. I don't know about you, but my soul has been on fire these last, I don't know how many days it's been. But we started on July 9th, and our fast will come to an end on the 8th, 9th of August. And so we will continue to pray. Uh, we have Deaconess uh, Robinson tonight and then Sister Joyce Phillips on tomorrow night, Mother Tucker on the 1st. And then from the 2nd to the 8th, we will have guests, um, local pastors um, that I respect and that support this ministry and pray for this ministry will be on the prayer line praying. And so I'm asking them to pray as the Lord leads them um, because I respect the God that's in them. I respect their voice, and I seek them for counsel and guidance. And so I've asked them to join us in this time of prayer. So from the 2nd to the 8th, we will have guests on the line praying with us. So I want you all to be present. And if the, they stop praying, don't wait. Act like popcorn and just get it popping. Elder and Elder Miniweather and I and Elder Farmer were here on Friday night, and there was a family reunion down the street. And I got home and told them, I said, it was kind of hard to concentrate. But when y'all got to praying like popcorn, you couldn't help but just jump in and forget about what was going on the outside because they had it bumping with with whatever they was bumping down there on the corner. It was vibrating the floor of the fellowship hall. That's how loud it was. But we are thankful to God that we are here. I want to encourage you to please, on the 9th, August the 9th, we will meet here in the sanctuary for our family meeting. I'm asking all members to please be present. If you filled out a membership form and you said you were a member, we need you to be present on August the 9th as we come together to hear what God has been speaking to the house and the vision that God has given us for the next level of ministry. I want to say this. We go everywhere, but we won't come to church. Now, the same mask you wear to the grocery store, 
to the doctor's office, to the bank. You can wear that mask here. We need to fill the house. And we need to do it decently and in order. So we have on masks. It's two people to a pew. That's what we're going to continue to do. If you get here and there's already two people on the pew, go to the balcony. Because there's plenty of seating up there. Amen. But we want to fill the house. We want to be present with our bodies. And then the lesson going to cover the rest. I'm, I'm going to move on from there. Uh, let us continue to pray for those that are grieving. Um, Sister Vicki, I haven't heard. Did they set a date for Uncle Sonny's homegoing celebration? August 15th. No, that's Uncle Tommy. Okay, Cousin Sonny. Not yet. Okay. So let's keep praying. So on Tuesday, August 1st, will be the homegoing celebration for Tony Holden. She was the granddaughter of Deacon Johnny B. Williams. And that service will be at um, Oasis of Praise. Um, so if you can uh, send a card, uh, send it to the church of Oasis of Praise, just Google it and sign it, your name, and put Greater St. Stephen's up at the bottom of it. They'll get it. Um, I will be there um, officiating the worship celebration. So please keep us all lifted up in prayer. Um, we have uh, sent cards from the church. We've sent flowers from the church. Um, and uh, we've got paper supplies that I'll be taking out this evening to the family so they can have it for their repast. Amen. Um, we're still praying for Mother Gloria and Sister Vicki. Uh, we know that Mother Gloria's brother, his homegoing celebration, uh, will be on August the 15th at Bethel AME Church. And so we um, will be praying for them, um, and we will definitely uh, make sure that that family receive love, amen, and our prayers. Um, COVID is still existing. It is still here. It's not gone away. And so we got a little relaxed, um, but I don't want to get too relaxed. And so I, 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 we won't. Mother Kim is saying, well, if they have a repast, I said, I won't be there. But I'll make sure there's something there that, that says Greater St. Stephen's was there. Um, so I think if there's a repast, it needs to be for the family only um, so that they can grieve together, fellowship together. The rest of us go buy us a box of chicken from KFC at Popeye's. Amen? Um, but we want, to, we want to do better in helping take care of each other. Our 39th church anniversary. Yes, 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 yes. It is fastly approaching us, and God is being so good to us. On Saturday, August the 19th, and I'm, I'm saying from uh, 1 to 4 is when we'll open up for the community, but we'll have a committee of people here to set things up. Let's say at 11 o'clock, we'll come and set up, and the door, the gates will open up from 1 to 4. The music will go on. Um, I bought some games that people can play outside. The kids can play toss the beanbag and tic-tac-toe and play checkers all outside. And so we got games. We'll have food. We'll have a face painting. Um, we'll have uh, something else for y'all. If y'all got games and stuff that you can bring out that they can play outside, bring it. The more the better. Amen. Uh, but we will be here. We'll have food. We'll have backpacks. We'll have over 200 books that will be given to black and brown children in our community. 
And so we, um, whatever else is in my office that's the giveaway, them COVID supplies, let's make a table. I gave away some of the baby clothes already. I think it was uh, about, let me see, I loaded, little Gary loaded up my car and he loaded up Elder Farmer's car. So I think he said there were six boxes in each of our cars. So that was 12 boxes that went to Healthy Birth Initiative. Hallelujah. And so we will uh, get the rest of that stuff out of my office and give it away. And then that we don't give away, we'll find somebody to give it to. But we're going to get that stuff out of the office this summer. Amen. I want to say good morning, good afternoon to all of those who have joined us from on Blog Talk. We're just so grateful that you are able to be with us. Please pray for our very own sister, Tanya, who is um, ill under the weather. Um, we want to continue to pray for Mother Kimmins and Brother Kimmins, um, Mother Gloria and Sister Vicki. We just want to keep each other lifted up in prayer. Amen. We don't know what we go through through the week, but I know that prayer can meet the needs of the people. Asking that you pray for the Antioch Church family. Um, my great aunt, Aunt Cleo, is a member of that church, and they had a COVID outbreak. I sent that text out to you all on last night. Thank you for um, for doing as we had asked with wearing our masks. Um, but um, five of their members, um, they had their church anniversary um, last week, and they had people from out of town. They had, they had two or three churches. Um, and so, yeah. So let's just be safe. Let's be safe. For our church anniversary on the 20th, I didn't invite anybody, um, so that means we have to be here. I did invite a guest speaker because I felt it was, I wanted to share with you all a very special person that ministers to me every Saturday, um, that prays with me every Saturday, that speaks into my life every Saturday. He is Dr. David Wheeler. And so I wanted to invite him to spend a few minutes with us on August 20th. He will be here to proclaim the word of God for us as we celebrate our 39th church anniversary. So we're asking that you would come, be present, and let's just have a hallelujah good time in the Lord as we honor the spirit of the Lord. We asked last week for every member to give $39. And so you can give that now. You don't have to wait till. The 20th, you can do it now. And Brother Farrell said we ought to try to raise $3,900. And so if, if, if that's what you feel in your spirit to ask somebody to give, then go ahead and ask somebody to give. Um, so we want, we want to be a blessing to the house. I've been um, Elder, Elder Miniweather and I were here, and, and she was acting like Nehemiah. Uh, she walking around and surveying the land and doing an investigation, and I had been doing a middle, you know, investigation, and Brother Farrell is here. And so there's a list of things that we want to have done. And I know that there are people that in-kind things to people, and then I know that there are some things we just have to pay for. So if we can get as much as we can get in-kind so that we can take the money and do ministry with that's what I would like to do. And so um, Elder Farmer has been working. He's, he, there's, there's a list of things that I want to have done next door um, and some things. And you'll hear all about this on the 9th of August, but we're working very hard. I want to thank Brother Farrell for being so diligent. We will have a new sign in a couple of weeks. And so that, that'll be a start. All we can do is, is eat it one bite at a time because it's a lot. 
that that pear tree right over here is coming over. The pears is in the yard, um, but it's a lot of work, and we're going to do what we can. If you know a yard man that say, well, I can come and cut the grass, then let him come and cut the grass. If somebody say, well, I can cut down the bushes and haul it away, let's do that. They ain't got to try to do it all because when they see it all, they're going to be overwhelmed. Amen. So just do a, a do how you eat an elephant. One bite at a time. So is there anybody on the line um, worshiping with us for the first time and you would like to say good afternoon, we would like to bring you on live. All you have to do is press 1 on your phone. Your uh, name will pop up in the queue, and Sister Kamisha can bring you on live. Um, If there's anybody that would like to say good morning or good afternoon to us, uh, you may do so at this time. Press 1 on your phone, and we can bring you on live. Amen. We have someone. Well, praise the Lord. And the last four digits are 2339, right? 2339. You are live on the line. Good afternoon, Greatest Friend Stephen. This is. Hold on. I got to take my speaker off. Hold on. Okay, that's that's better. Wait a minute. Hello? Man, we can hear you. Oh, good afternoon, Greater St. Stephen. This is Lynn Lewis from Georgia, Pooler, Georgia. I used to live there, but I'm bringing you greetings from Pooler, Georgia. I am the sister of your pastor, Kimberly Black. (laughs) And I would just like to say happy 39th anniversary. Darling, I'll be sending you something. Be looking out for it for your anniversary. And and just keep me lifted in prayer. I haven't been doing that well, but God is good. Amen. Come on, put your hands together and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. We're truly grateful for Darlin calling in to worship with us and to share with us. So let's keep her on our prayer list, Lynette Lewis. Amen. So let's remember to call her name out in prayer. We're just truly thankful to God. Can you play um, uh, You Deserve? And then we'll be ready to go to our word on today. Coming from the book.
my mouth filled with prayer, with a heart of thanksgiving, I will bless you, O Lord. Father God, we thank you for your presence that's in this place. Thank you for your presence that's sitting with us right there in the living room, in the dining room, in the bedroom, wherever we are. If we are tuned into this worship experience, we feel your presence. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for delivering us. Thank you for being our way maker. Now, God, we come looking to your word for further instruction, further direction. We look to your word for confirmation. 
guidance and strength, hope and peace. It all comes from your word. So God, as we study your word today, as we look closely at your word, I ask that you give us an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. Help us to understand your word, Father. That we would even be able to leave from this place and repeat what we heard from the message today. Make it that plain. Not only can we repeat it, but we can live it. Make it that plain. Now I pray that you would bless the hearers, the readers, and the doers of your word. For your word tells us don't just read it, but do it. God, give increase to our faith. Your word says by the hearing of the word of God, our faith shall be made stronger. So we love you today. We appreciate you. We thank you. We give you glory and honor. Now I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Deaconess Max, thank you so much for serving us on today. I truly appreciate you standing on your post. And it's been a blessing having you there, amen, to serve us. And so I'm so grateful. Um, I heard something um, the other day on prayer. And um, we really did not get the opportunity to uh, celebrate it like we should have. So I'm going to ask that you would all stand to your feet for me just a moment. Those of you that are at home, pause whatever it is that you are doing. I heard on last week that our very own Mother Carolyn Mays, it was one year ago last week, during the week sometimes, she received her kidney. And I think we should just have a praise party. I just think we ought to have a praise party. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on and clap your hands. Hallelujah. Those of you at home, come on and give God praise today. for being a healer. People all over the land are looking for signs and wonders, and we've had one in our midst. And we just ought to take out the time and be grateful and be thankful. Amen. You may take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Thank you for doing that with me. Because it could have been you. And I don't know about you. I don't want to celebrate my success. I also want to pray for Mother because she says she is also grieving with the family to where she received the kidney from. So she got some mixed emotions going on over there. She needs the saints to be praying for her. June 2023, we started out talking about God's people worship. Our Sunday school lesson gave us a theological emphasis on worship. 
Remember, theological is the study of God. And so everything that we have been talking about since June 4th has been giving us a view of how God sees his people worshiping him. Not how Pastor Black thinks that the people should be worshiping. But every lesson that we have had from June 4th until now, from Isaiah and all through Ezra, has been God trying to talk to us about how we are supposed to worship him. Let's just do a quiet self-check. Stop and think about it for a moment. Has your worship been altered from June 4th to July 30th? Has there been a shift in your worship? Has there been a transformation in your worship? Now, remember, worship is not just coming here on Sunday morning, clapping your hands, lifting your hands, singing, crying, and running around the building. Worship is when you get home, do you speak those words you spoke in the sanctuary? Or do we have a different vocabulary when we get home? It's a lifestyle. And it needs to be lived not only here in the four walls of the sanctuary, but when we step outside those doors, when the benediction is given, service begins. You didn't come here for service. You came here to worship. And when you leave and go out, that's when the service begins. So I don't want to hear nobody else that's a member of Greater St. Stephen say, I'm going to service when you come in here on Sunday morning. We got we coming to worship. We, we, we can't even say I'm going to church no more because I am the church. And everywhere I go is church. But when the saints come together, we come to worship. When the church come together, we come to worship. So all through the month, we have been looking at how God uh, wants us today to, 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 to worship and the practices that we should have. Uh, we, we have learned that, that God, having a relationship with God is the very first thing we must do when we talk about worship. And so, Elder, I, you know, we, we were here Friday, and I've been praying, and I've been seeking God, and, and God said, if they don't have a relationship with me, they're not going to make a commitment to the ministry. So stop trying to beg people to have a commitment, and let's talk about relationships. Even those of us that are here on a regular basis, our relationship with him is kind of a little rocky. Because I only pray when I'm asked to. 
I only read the word when I'm asked to. When we look at worship, it should be something we do because we want to do it. Because of who he is, that's what the song says. I don't know who he is to you, but I want to tell you, he is being my healer. For the last month, for me to come to worship, I have to take extra strength Tylenol, at least two, because this arm right here wouldn't do this without the Tylenol. Oh, I need y'all to hear what I'm saying. And so Friday night, Elder, she said, out of obedience, Pastor, I, I, I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, anoint you. And we stood right outside the porch, and she anointed me and prayed for me. I have not had any Tylenol since Friday. I haven't had any problems lifting my hands. I'm telling you what the power of prayer would do. I'm telling you what faith will do. We got to walk by faith, thanks to God. It's just too important. We cannot just talk about it. We got to be about it. Now, there's no power in Kathy Jean Miniweather. There's no power in her. The power is in our faith. It is in our faith. God's given her that gift. But if she if she does, if she was reading in Mark, Elder, I wish you had read it from the Living Bible because it just really didn't do nothing for me. From the King James, I know, I know, King James is the writing, but 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 in here it 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 says um, in in Mark 12. I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to Ezra in a minute, but I, I want y'all to read this. Hear this. It says, um, "Don't don't be like the religious teachers. They love to wear the robes of the rich and scholarly, and to have everyone bow to them as they walk through the market." They love to sit in the best seat in the synagogue and at the places that the honor a banquet. But they shamelessly cheat widows out of their homes, and then they cover up the kind of men they really are. They pretend to be pious by praying loud public prayers. Because of this, their punishment will be greater We got to make it plain. We cannot do things to impress people. Time is not as long as it has been, and it ain't as short as it's going to get. God is coming back, and he's coming back for a church, not a building, a church. So as we have been walking through these lessons from Isaiah, we learned that, that there's power beyond us and that our power comes from our praise and our worship. 
You having a pity party? I dare you to praise the Lord. You you just been you just been 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 heated. You just mad. You just bubbling over with anger. I dare you to lift your hands and have a praise party. We talked about that our life must be a life of gratefulness. We should be living a life. I know that there's a lot of stuff going on. I know that tragedy is everywhere. I know that the economy is bad. I know that people are sick and dying daily. I know that people are houseless. I know that the violence is up. But we don't live like the world. We've got to have hope. And we've got to be grateful in the midst of all that's happening. As Isaiah talked about having meaningless worship, then Isaiah talked to us about the glorious creation. Then we move into the second unit of our lessons with a man by the name of Ezra. Again, Ezra talks about people gratefully celebrating and being happy of the events that have taken place in their life. Don't you know that the trials and the tribulations that we experience are to make us better and not bitter? They're to cause us to grow. It's to cause us to seek God even the more. Then Isaiah talks to us about the rebuilding of the temple and the work that is required to rebuild the temple. Today's lesson brings us to the final lesson in the book of Isaiah. Ezra, thank you, Elder, brings us to the final lesson here in this chapter. A couple of things that should have happened while we were studying this lesson, our hearts should have been stirred, and our spirits should move from being unwilling to willing. That's if you've been studying the lesson this week. That should have happened for you already. You should not have waited till you got here to have a stirring in your spirit and a willingness in your heart. Just by studying the lesson during the week, there should have been a shifting in your atmosphere. So the lesson today talks about the gifts for the temple. Now, I'm going to find um, a picture that I can bring, and I'll probably have to use the computer so that we can see it. But the temple, um, we, we kind of have a little bit, um, we, we try to get as close to looking like the temple in here as the temple we see in the scripture. Uh, there's gold. It ain't real gold, but it's gold. Uh, we got a little bit of the, the blue, the green, the amber. All, all of those things were 
in the temple. Silver. Their stuff was real stuff. You know, we now we, we wear that cubic zirconian stuff. <laughs> we wear gold-plated stuff, you know. Back in the Bible, that stuff was real. And it was heavy, and it cost a lot. And and we just don't have that type of money to do that. You know, we I think the most expensive thing in here might be that baby grand piano. You know, maybe, maybe. I don't know, but... But but in the temple that, that the children of Israel were responsible for rebuilding, their altar was made of gold. Their offering baskets were made of gold. Their candelabras were made of gold. And then if there, whatever was silver was in there, it was real silver. You know, that's brass, the stuff on the end of the, the curtain thing. The curtains are crimson. That's a royal color. The carpet is crimson. The, 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 the drape up here is red, representing the blood of Jesus Christ. We kind of tried to get as close as we possibly could to resemble what we see in the Bible representing the temple. And so that temple lied in ruins. It was run down. We surveyed the land Friday night. We know what needs to be done. We need new porches. Back here, back there, over there, out there. It needs a new awning over that porch. We got greenery coming from on the other side of the fence, just taking over the grass. Brother Farrell can't do it all. Thank you, Aiden. I forgot. Papa said you was down here working in the yard yesterday. Thank you. Thank you. But they can't do it by themselves. So we all have to do our share. We all have to do our part. Thank you for, for that. I want to remind us on August the 12th, we will have an all-church cleanup. August 12th. Amen. Um, so we'll have an all-church cleanup August 12th. I need to put that out there. Okay, but anyway, back to the scripture here. Um, gifts for the temple. By the end of this lesson, we will know, we already know that an act of, we already know that, that, that what an act of worship is, right? We already know what worship is. What is worship? Giving God glory, honor, praise, magnifying him. That's worship. Why do we worship him? Because of who he is. And he's worthy. He's sovereign. He's all-knowing, all-powerful, all-seeing. He is the healer. He is the deliverer. He is the way maker. He is the provider. And we worship him in spirit and in truth. And so the, the next thing that this lesson says that we should be willing to give graciously. Now, the writer left out something because, you know, I use the three Ps. The writer said that we should be willing to give graciously of our time and talent. Right in that box, treasure. Those are the three Ps. Time, talent, and treasure. 
Now, to have a successful ministry, you need all three. I was reading something a couple of weeks ago, and it was it was it was a uh, um, the preacher was telling he got up and he was running a revival, and he was saying this this church runs off of three books: your hymn book, your Bible book, and your pocketbook. It takes all of that to have a successful ministry. It takes all of that to see the miracles of God manifested on our behalf. If we had not have been having prayer for 30 days, we would not have heard Mother Mays' testimony. The Bible says, forsake not the assembly of thyself with the saints. For those 30 days, we assembled together on the prayer line. The Bible also tells us that the testimonies of the saints do what? Help us to overcome. Because if God did it for her, that's right, Sister Vicki. If God did it for her, he can do it for you. So let's let's look at these scriptures real quick. It's, it's only a few of them. Um, and then we're, we're going to just um, talk about our time, talent, and treasure. And and it's, it's that time to go now. Um, Ezra says, I separated, I appointed, I appointed 12 leaders of the priests, Sheria, Sherebia, and Hushavia, and 10 other priests to be in charge of transporting the silver, the gold, the gold bowls, and the other items that the king, his council, his officials, and all the people of Israel had presented for the temple of God. I weighted the treasure as I gave it to them and found the total to be as follows. 24 tons of silver. 7,500 pounds of silver article, 7,500 pounds of gold, 20 gold bowls equal to value to 1,000 gold coins, two fine articles of polished bronze as precious, highlight that word precious, as gold. And I said to these priests, you and these treasures have been apart as holy, have been set apart as holy to the Lord. This silver and gold is a voluntary offering to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. Highlight the word guard. 
Guard these treasures well until you present them to the leading priests, the Levites, and the leaders of Israel, who will wait them at the storeroom of the Lord's temple in Jerusalem. Verse 30 says, So the priests and the Levites accepted the task of transporting these treasures of silver and gold to the temple of our God in Jerusalem. What we find here is an example of true leadership and management. Ezra delegated, let me back up, he appointed 12. Then he sanctified them. That's what that word means, set apart means. Anything that is sanctified, set apart, spends time in prayer and in the presence of God. So he appointed them, and then he set them aside for the work of the kingdom, the work of the temple. That was their assignment, to work the temple, to guard the temple. Now we find the word precious. Things that are precious, you don't handle it any kind of way. I I look at Hendrix and I say he's precious. And so I hold him a certain kind of way. Uh, His mama's fussing because he's got little zits on his face because we've been kissing him. But he's so precious. And so when we lay him down, we don't just drop him. But we cradle him in our arms until he falls fast asleep. And we do the sleep test by lifting up that elbow to make sure it drops before we lay him down. Because he's so precious, we just take him and we gently lay him where he's going to sleep. And because he's precious, we just don't walk away. By the way, we wait and make sure he gets settled in his sleep position. The work of the kingdom is a precious work. We can't just treat the work any kind of way. We can't just handle the work any kind of way. When you are mopping, you just don't just get some hot water and and grab the mop and just mop over the floor because you're making a mess. So you, you want to take your time and, and, and be precious with the mop and the water. So you're going to be kind to the floor, right? So you're going to put a little pine salt in the, in the water. You're going to make a little bleach water because you want the floor to be smell good. You want it to be, be set apart from the rest of the, the dirty area. We got to change the way we do the work. We got to be willing to do the work. We got to be willing. There's work to be done. Don't try to figure out well what needs to be done. There's work needs to be done. When you walk up on the porch, you see cobwebs. Do you have to ask somebody, "Can I go knock off the cobwebs on the outside of the building?" No. 
You don't know where the church water hose is, but you know where the water ticket is, and the water bill has been paid, so that means when you turn on the water outside, it's going to come on. Deacon Gwen can't come down here every week and water the roses like he used to. But who thought about watering the roses? You don't need a key to get in. Bring your bucket from home. Turn the water on and dump it on the roses. Elder asked me who had a green fun in the family. I don't know. But the roses need to be pruned. If you know how to do, I, I know how to cut them. I don't know how to prune them. You don't want me out here cutting them because I don't have problem cutting. Look at that bush I got at my house. They say, she, she told that bush up. It ain't never coming. It ain't never. That big white bush, I got a hold of it. It used to get be, grow real tall. It ain't tall no more, y'all. I noticed it just turned yellow in one or two spots around there. It should have bloomed to be yellow and big, but it didn't. Y'all don't want me messing with your stuff. But but there's work to do. There's work here to do. So the lesson here, we see that he anointed them, he appointed them, then he consecrated them to do a work. We have all been set apart to do a work for the Lord. God called us all out of darkness into his marvelous light to do a wonderful work for him. In this lesson, we find not only the leadership of Ezra, but the leadership of the 12 he appointed. Because as you continue to read, everything that they were guarding, watching over, being good stewards over, made it to Jerusalem. Nothing got stolen, nothing got lost, nothing got abused and beat up and Damage, it all made it. So, Pastor, what does that mean? That means if, if you've been assigned an area to work in the ministry, as we are rebuilding, as we are going into the new season, you need to be a good steward over whatever you've been asked to do. Nobody should have to remind you what it is you're supposed to be doing. If you see it's broken, you are the leader, fix it. Because we want stuff to move smoothly. We want everything to be done decent and in order. And if it requires to say, hey, pastor, what you think about this, then let's have that conversation. But we have been charged to be good stewards over this house. If Betty Jo was here right now, she'd be fussing at us. Because when we got here, she told us, don't let the house lie in ruins. I had never heard that before. And she was an usher. She wasn't a preacher. So God can speak through all of us to get the word out. Don't think because you don't have a title or your title is just this that God didn't speak to you. I want to tell you something. If you've been fasting from the July 9th to now and God ain't said nothing to you, you need to stay on your fast. 
I ain't being mean. I'm just telling you the truth. Because we're fasting that things will be clear to us and that we would hear the voice of God and we would move in obedience and move accordingly to what God has spoken to us. Not just regarding greater St. Stephen's about, about your own life. Because he ain't going to talk to you about Tim before he talks to Pharaoh about Pharaoh. That just ain't going to happen. The scripture says, how are you going to get that, that pole out your brother's eye when you got a beam in your eye? So he's going to talk to us about us before he talks to us about this ministry or anything else. So if God has not spoken to you during this fast, don't, don't you quit. Don't you, don't let, oh, pastor said the fast is over August 9th. If God ain't spoken to you, if you have not experienced a revival, if you have not shifted in your faith, shifted in your worship, shifted in your commitment to God, you need to stay on that fast. You need to continue to pray. You need to continue to seek God's faith. It's is bigger than me, y'all. And it really tells the truth. It ain't about me. It's about the kingdom of God. So this lesson, uh, we saw good leadership. We saw men being stewards over what, good stewards over what they were assigned to do. If you've been assigned a task in this ministry, do it to the best of your ability. If you don't understand, ask the person that gave you the assignment. Get clear understanding so that you don't bring blame to the ministry, so you don't bring shame to the ministry. Not just the ministry, but being, bring blame and shame to God. Because we want him to get the glory and the honor out of everything we do. So it says that we must give graciously of our time. Your personal devotion should be 24 minutes a day. That's your time. You, that, 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 you, that's a tithe. You're tithing your time. Oh, I ain't never heard nobody talk about tithing time. We need to tithe our time. God gives us 24 hours in a day, and a tenth of the 24 hours is 24 minutes. Two hours and 40 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Two hours and 40 minutes a day. I'm going to back up. God gives us 24 hours a day. We ought to give him two hours and 40 minutes. Everybody hear that? Two hours and 40 minutes. Do that mean I have to sit at home for the whole two hours and 40 minutes? No. Because you can break that up. You can do 15 minutes here. You can do 30 minutes here. You can do 30 minutes there. You ride around in your car. What do you listen to in the car? You sit at home. Sometimes I sit at home and I don't even turn on the TV. Because I want to hear him speak. I don't even talk to him. 
I might get up and say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm just, your servant is listening. And I'll go through the day. I'll make up my bed. I'll, I'll fix me something to eat. I'll, I'll sweep. I'll load the dishwasher. I'll do whatever it is I need to do. But there's no TV going. There's no music going. Because I want to be able to hear his voice. And sometimes we have so much stuff going on on the outside that comes in. It clouds up the hearing. The circuits ain't clear. Don't be afraid of the silence. Your time. Your talent. Anything that you do on your job, you should be doing it in the house of the Lord. Anything that you did on your job, you should be doing it in the house of the Lord. Then God is so good to us that he gives us other talents, teaching and singing, ushering and giving and serving. Why do people feel comfortable going to church to be pew members? I don't understand it. I ain't never wanted to be a pew member. I'm dreaming of it. But right now, mother, I'm not, I don't plan on being one, but I do dream of being one. I, 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 they'll say that sister worked hard when she could work. She deserves to be a pew member. But even being a pew member, there's some stuff that I can do. I can make phone calls to encourage those that are sick, to encourage those that are going through. I can send letters to those who are incarcerated. I'm just a pew member. I can sit and pray while others are singing and worshiping, while others are ushering, while others are preaching. So your talent and your treasure. I've been talking to people all across this country as we've been fasting and we've been trying to, to, to I've been just trying to get an understanding of the mental um, state of, of the church, the body of Christ. And we allow COVID to take away from us something that was so precious. As black folk, all we know is church on Sunday. But we allow COVID to keep us from coming to worship. Sending your tithes and your offerings, thank you. Wonderful. We appreciate it. But we need to see the gifts, the talents in the building. Y'all need to say amen. We need to see our brothers and sisters here doing the work. Because we, we're going to wear each other out. One person doing everything. Let's just use some good common sense. So let's call our brothers and sisters that haven't been here in a while. Can y'all do that? That's our assignment. Good stewards. Tell them about what we got happening. Somebody told me we wasn't doing enough. 
I'm telling you, it took everything to keep Kim down. I had to go back and say, that's not true. Because when we went back in the church after we were gone for a year, we even did stuff over Zoom during COVID. We had vacation Bible school during COVID. Y'all remember that? And then when we came back in the building, we opened up the yard every fourth Sunday. We wore those beautiful blue T-shirts that said worship out the box. We invited the community to come in and be with us, and we gave away stuff. How are you going to say we wasn't doing nothing? The church don't do nothing. So let's call them folk that ain't been here to say, hey, I, I want to invite you back to church. Come on back. I can't be the only one calling and inviting them. You need somebody's phone number? Call Mother Mays. Call me. We all have a list. But let's be good stewards of what we have right here, right now. We cannot wait. Let's stand. We're standing all over the sanctuary. We are over our time, but I hope and pray that something has been said to help us to shift our mindset and to help us help somebody else. Because tell the truth, somebody is waiting on somebody else to call them. I expect pastor to call. But what if they get a call from the deacon? What if they get a call from the mother? What if they get a call from the deaconesses? What if they get a call from the ushers and the hospitality? I was just thinking about you. The hospitality ministry misses you. The elder misses your smiling face. We got to be good stewards over what we have. So let's reach out to our family this week. As we are praying together, I want to commend us. Everyone who was supposed to pray has been on the line to pray. On their night to pray. If they didn't do their night, they worked it out with the other person and they got it together. Thank you for being good stewards of our prayer time. Coming together to pray. Thank you for being on the line praying it's hard to host a prayer call and you say the prayer line is open and nobody says anything. So thank you for jumping in, praying, reading scriptures, singing songs. Thank you. Let's continue. Not to make Pastor Black happy, but to glorify God. Every head is bowed. If there is one seeking special prayer today, I just want you to lift your hand so that we can pray for you. If there's one today that's in need of salvation, lift your hand so that we can pray for you. If you are here, you have never received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. If you're on the phone line and you have never received the Lord Jesus Christ 
your case, Sister Kamisha, if you've never received him as your personal Lord and Savior, this appeal is to you right now. The presence of the Lord is in the midst of us, and his, his responsibility, his, his job is to make sure that souls are saved, bodies are healed, and minds are transformed. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for being so good, so kind, so wonderful, and so great. And Father, I want to say, um, give apologies to anyone that was offended today by your word. But I also want to say to the one who is being, has been offended, when you know better, you do better. And the word of God comes to make us better not bitter. And so, Holy Spirit, I thank you for speaking to our hearts and our minds and for stirring up our spirits, for helping us be with one accord and to move as one body in Christ. I thank you for the spirit of love. I thank you for the spirit of unity. I thank you, God, that you've given us time, talent, and treasure. I pray that we would learn to be good stewards over what you've given unto us and that we don't have time to waste time any longer. And so, Father, use us. Use us, O oh God. Draw us nearer unto you, O oh Lord, that we will help bring souls to the kingdom of God. And we will not bring blame to the ministry. We bless your name and we give you glory and honor. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us hence now and forevermore. What I say unto one, I say unto all, watch, pray, live holy, live holy, live holy every day. Be blessed in Jesus' name. I love you. Get that camera on them.
Wisdom is thy withdrawal. Thyself from me. 